The Jonesy and Amanda Show, as we know it, started in the aftermath of the 2004 tsunami in Phuket. An undersea earthquake sent enormous waves. Since then, we've been here as your constant while the world changed. Social media. Climate change. History. For Barack Obama. Royal wedding. The iPhone. COVID-19. Black Lives Matter. What a day for love, for equality, for respect. Like a sentinel, we have watched over the world since 2005. And thanks to a detailed set of diaries that Jonesy has kept. Well, they're kind of detailed, but we do have a Time Travellers podcast of a highly successful radio show. Highly successful? A podcast of a moderately successful radio show. All right, well, let's begin, shall we? Well, it's nice to be back. This is the second episode of our Time Traveller podcast. We're delving into 2010. Yep. And if you're looking for massive insight from my diaries that I've kept, the Collins Standard A4 diary, that you're not going to get it. They're pretty much just appointments. Like yeah, but it's I've just got. reminding us yeah. of the world in 2010 and of our worlds in 2010. Yeah, like I've got my mole check booked in here. <laughs> and how was she? She's all right. My mole was good. Oh, look at this. I've got a card. Beyond 2000, a window on the future. What and do you it's mean? Let's have a look. From you. Look. Therefore, there will never be oil slicks anymore. All the best, Amanda Keller. In the name of science, I'll drink to that. See, they were two big stereotypes with Beyond 2000 and they stopped us saying it. If we ever had to do a story where someone was making alcohol or anything, we'd all say, in the name of science, I drink to that. And the producers said, just stop saying it. And the other one about oil slicks. We did so many stories about the technology that would stop pollution, that would stop the horrors of life as we knew them. But as I came to see, for commercial interests, for distribution interests, for a whole lot of reasons, the tech, just the fact that technology exists doesn't mean that that fixes the problem. Sure. We still have oil slicks. We still have all that stuff. So oil's good then? No, it's just that for a number of reasons, there isn't just one way to clear up an oil slick. Or if there is, it's not always available, the mm. technology. So that's something I really learnt through Beyond 2000 is that everyone thinks science will have the answer for it. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't, and sometimes the answer's there, but it doesn't get distributed for a whole lot of reasons. I want some answers and I want them now. Well, what's your question? Well, I want answers. Well, you've got to give me questions. Well, I've spilled some oil in the kitchen. How am I going to clean that up? Oh, get in there, you fool, with a mop. (laughs) But a mop is no good and then the mop is ruined Mm. unless you soak it in very, very hot water. Well, you'd be hopeless talking like this when other people are out there washing seabirds and washing the oils off them. The teals. Teals? Teals. Teals. And we're not talking about uh, the ladies from women. the lower north shore. Is a bird called a teal? don't like coal. A teal is a bird. Mm. A seabird. Mm. Didn't you know that? No. Well, I thought you did. No. I, th- I thought you call yourself a big greenie and you don't even know what a teal is. Just because I'm a fan of the environment <laughs> doesn't know I know all of its creatures, Brendan. <laughs> Do you have to take that to Umbridge? <laughs> say, you're a greenie, don't you know what this bird is? No, I don't. <laughs> a teal. I'm sure there's ants I haven't met. <laughs> That'd be a lot. Imagine that. <laughs> that's Keith. That's Jerry. <laughs> no, that's not Jerry. That's no, Gavin. Oh, sorry. I do it every time. <laughs> okay, so away from the green issues, mm. and that's as about as political as we'll get in this podcast, uh, what else were we doing back in 2010? We were... Uh, Crazy gonna... dog guy. Oh, well, let's, that, that goes without saying. So the crazy dog guy came to us via a current affair. Yep. A man was complaining about some dogs in his neighbourhood. I think that's how it started, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. uh, What happened was uh, 
was neighbours feuding with each other or there were some wild dogs in the town in suburbia and this man was an eyewitness and gave a very graphic account. Now, yesterday morning I came out into the front yard and the dogs were across the boat and as soon as they saw me, they came bounding over. <laughs> and his oh, it's wife, still funny I, to hear it. I just find... His wife is so good because she stands there and she actually, it's like a blast furnace is open yeah. next door to yeah. her. And she's like. Yeah, but she stoically doesn't criticise him. Because he's one of those guys that would over-explain something. Mm. If you've got a friend like that that mm. over-explains, like, if, if there's an action or something like that, they'll just go that one beat too long. And she's tolerated him for many years. Can yeah. we hear it one more time? It's so good. Now, yesterday morning I came out into the front yard and the dogs were across the boat. And as soon as they saw me... They came bounding over. We couldn't get enough of him. Do you remember he went on to some fame? Yeah. Because everyone played it so often. Well, we played it. I'd like to think that we broke that guy. And, well, what what did he got? He got an ultra uh, ultra tune commercial. Yeah. Uh, And it was him. He'd do that, the the car, you, you know, you go out in the morning, your car's not starting and it sounds like this. So he redid the dog yeah, voice. Yeah, but you just, you know, you can't get lightning in a bottle twice. <laughs> <laughs> he was one of nature's gifts and he was, then he and disappeared it. into the horizon. It, 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 it's like the pink terraces in New Zealand, beautiful things, beautiful. And then a volcano wiped them out. You're mm. never going to get them back. Mm. And they're talking about rebuilding them. How? Millions of years? You're a greenie, Brendan, you do it. <laughs> yeah, but maybe, well, I'd ask someone from beyond 2000, but they've got no idea. Mm. They don't even know what a teal is. <laughs> you know what else was happening? Tell me. Uh, I got invited to the Logies. It was my first time going to the Logies. Mm-hmm. I believe at the time I was with SBS. And I think it was the reason I got the invite is because I played the journalist in Fat Pizza that and started the Cronulla Riots. And I think... Uh, well, that your show didn't start the Cronulla no, 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 Riots. No, the, you were uh, referencing. I was the a journalist that, uh, that started the yes. Cronulla Riots, and, 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 and it was it was quite well written. I thought it was about fake news and all that. And that was the year I was there also for talking about your generation, which of won. Course. It won. Sean McAuliffe won for best TV yeah. personality. And I think it also won for best show. That was a great show. Yeah, that show. but I remember when the whole conversation wasn't around any of that when we returned. It was because you'd sat next to Claudia Carvin and you'd seen a nipple. Nipple came out. Yeah, I didn't know what to do because we were sitting there having a good chat and she's a lovely lady. She's lovely. And I'm just thinking, I can, I, yeah, as we're talking, I'm just going, I can, I can mm-hmm. see. And she had a dress that's all gapey down the side mm. and I know some ladies go with the, the tape or something to so you don't see the nipple, but because she was sitting down, it just all hung out. Mm. Oh, it, it was a little bit Namibian. You know when you see a Namibian trial... <laughs> She's a friend of mine. I'm never bringing you, this up with her. When you ever. see, well, she's not going to hear this. When you hear a Namibian, when you hear woman, one, when you see one, you you know what I mean. You know the the bosoms just hanging down there, and it's natural. There's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> You've spent years looking at National Geographic. Don't, don't cover don't, up, ladies. It's the nicest out. thing I've ever seen. Don't freak out. No. But, but you, you know, I've and been we, on, And her husband I just, was right there. Yeah, of course. And I've been on this show that had won all these awards. Yep. That didn't get spoken about. All we spoke <laughs> about was what you'd seen at I your just, table. All I was saying. Well, it is SBS. They like that stuff there. What would have you done if you were me? Do you say, hey, Claudia? No, you don't say anything. You can't say anything. You just make eye contact and never even mention it on the radio. I was just like You that. just become a grown-up, Brendan. Yeah, but... Then I was thinking... Do you go to the beach and go, ooh-ah? <laughs> You're Benny Hill on the move. <laughs> That's how the Cronulla riot started. 
<laughs> came down and went, ooh, ah. <laughs> Neck minute. Neck minute. Okay, away from Claudia's nipple, which yes. I forgot completely about. Okay, what about this? Amanda Archibald Prize. Did I won the Archibald Prize. Did you win the Archibald Prize? No, what happened? Talk me through. Well, you were painted. You were the subject oh, of the Archibald Prize. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, I, here we go. Here we go. Have you got a picture of it? I've got a picture. It was a triptych. It was a beautiful yes, job. Yes, and it was a did. lady by the name of Leanne yes, Prussing. She did a beautiful job. And I really, I'm just holding you this know, up to the microphone. Someone came up to me what? recently and said they saw it in a restaurant. Really? Yeah, just recently. Not like you'd have your face in a restaurant. What's that mean? Well, <laughs> I beg your pardon. It wasn't down in the salad bar. That no. was a buffet. <laughs> no. I, I did like the triptych. So a, a triptych for those that aren't into art. It's three oh, paintings. Is it like a teal bird? Of, of the subject. I like that one there, mm. the, your contemplative one. Mm. I think that's good. I've I've got this together because I think we went out on the streets to compare this. We used to do a thing back then called the Big Ask. Mm. We'd go did out. We show people my Big Ask. We'd go out on the street. And, you know, just get comments from Joe Public. And what did Joe Public say uh, about Well, it? we took your picture, your triptych. We took a picture of this young man who was the youngest Archibald entrant at his entry. Right. <laughs> which looks terrible. And then another man that had taken a, drawn a p- painting of uh, his lawyer, uh, a lawyer called Brett Collins. Brett Collins famously represented pedophile Dennis Ferguson. So he had a painting he of... Rep- he was... He was, the one that, he was the defender of Dennis Ferguson, a, a reprehensible human being. And then this artist painted a picture of Brett uh, Collins, the lawyer of Dennis Ferguson. And what did people say when we showed them all We're just of comparing this? them. Well, they said, and the poll was that they all liked the little kid, <laughs> little kid's mm. painting. Well, the thing is that, you know, it's interesting. You didn't win that year, by the way. No, it's interesting uh, etiquette when someone paints you for the Archibald because you think, am I obliged to buy it? And my husband's a painter. Yes. So it's hard to buy other people's paintings in my home. I can see I've got walls in my home where I think, you know, I'd love to hang blah, blah. Mm. But I I have to be careful because Harley's a painter. Yeah, but you can't hang a picture of yourself. No. Only Sylvester Stallone can do that. I was lucky enough to be painted by Arne Doe. Yeah. That one was on my wall for a while because they gift them to you at the end and that's an incredible thing to be gifted something like that. But I had it on the wall and it's like the eyes follow you around the room, like Mussolini. Yeah. And after a while I stopped noticing it was there but other people had come in the house and and I thought, how will I look with this giant portrait of myself? So I've had to um, put it somewhere else. It's like you're a dictator of Ecuador. That's how it that's how it would have been perceived if you have your portrait of yourself mm. in your own home. And I don't think your family needs more eyes on them from you. Probably not because I am always watching. That's kind of weird. Yeah, always watching. Back then as well, we got into Dry July. We took this very seriously. Dry July is a great charity. This is a charity that raises money for adults who are dealing with cancer and a whole lot of stuff. And in some of the cancer treatment rooms, there weren't even TVs for you. Know, you're sitting there for hours having your chemo. Mm. There's, you know, they need better facilities. And so Dry July raises a lot of money for these charities. And what it meant was not drinking for the month of July. So if I remember rightly, we challenged ourselves to go to places. Terrible events. Terrible events where normally you'd have to drink to enjoy them or even just survive them. My memory goes particularly to one where we went to was it North Sydney RSL yep. where there was a show of Eliza Minnelli, Sammy Davis and Frank Sinatra tribute show. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. And our partners went. 
And they and got trolleyed. They got completely trolleyed, as you said at the time. The table in front of Helen with the wine glasses looked like you'd gone out with Oliver Reed. Yeah, it was. It Harley was. was drinking beer. It was all happening. Yep. You and I, stone cold sober, and we had to meet the performers afterwards. That's right. Dried your lies hard. <laughs> dried your lies hard. That's why we don't do it anymore. Because no. for me with Dry July, I, I like the charity aspect, but really my thing was to see if I could go without a drink for a month. I was worried that I'd gotten to a point in my life where I just drank all the time. So it's kind of an interesting ch- challenge to set yourself. You do get sponsored. You do raise money. Yeah. And if you've got an event you need to go to during that time and you want the night off, you can pay to get a voucher. Um, so you can have the night off and have a drink. But you and I went hardcore. We didn't have a drink for an entire month. Mm-hmm. And it was, and that relationship, that circuit breaker, if you will, about alcohol for me, I found at the end of it I could go without alcohol. I was worried that I was an alcoholic. That I didn't was like know a, that. You've that was a real concern. I just, I just thought since of age when I started drinking regularly, uh, I found that, you know, I had a rarely a weekend well, – would would go where I hadn't had more than the prescribed amount of alcohol. Yeah. And that's scary, isn't it, when you think about it? Well, also, I think in those days, my kids were little and so I'd have a glass of wine at night because getting through working full-time, getting two small kids to bed, I felt I'd earned a glass of wine. I now don't drink during the week. I think, by and large, we spoke about this on the radio recently, Australians are drinking less and they're drinking less alcoholic drinks. Mm. And I think there's been a bit of a shift in the culture, but it's interesting that you say for you... That shift happened after this. Yeah. And, and I'd advise it to anyone. If you've never done Dry July before. Well, they've got the one Feb Fast. Feb Fast is a lot, called? yeah. Well, if they do Feb Fast because it's a short month. Yes, and by then you're sick of yourself because you've, you know, gone right through Christmas. And there's October. Yeah. And then there's Movember. But the ones that raised, this was a very good fundraiser to yeah, be it's part good, of. Uh, and, and have we done it again? No. Uh, we did. I think we did it twice, but then it just, you know. Yeah. Like, come on. Come on, we, world. What do we, you want from us? We can't all us? save the teals. No. <laughs> Birds or politicians? Actually, I have a. Th- I think I might have to apologise to you because it's think not it- called a teal. I think it's a turn. It's a turn. You idiot. <laughs> and you Simply mocked your me. Hand on your oh, you greenie. You don't know a teal. It never was well, a teal. Well, I don't purport to be a greenie. Oh, so you're allowed to be ignorant of the world because you don't <laughs> oh, say okay. you're a greenie. Right. Well, we've ended arguing now and I am validated. Would you please look at me and say I apologise? I apologise. Thank you. I'd, and I'd like to hear from this man. Now, yesterday morning <laughs> I came out into the front yard and the dogs were across the boat and as soon as they saw me, they came bounding over. <laughs> That's all I have to say to One you. One good turn deserves another. Well, this has been very enjoyable. We will continue 2010 next mm. time. What will happen to our two heroes? Good day to you. Catch Jonesy and Amanda's podcast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.